This is a, a little bit of a friendly reminder unplugged. Uh, Gus is uh, taking a well-deserved break, and this is Dan here with Sam and our good friend Eric. Uh, we'll tell you a little bit more about him in a second. Sam, how are you? I am very tired, but also very happy to be here. Very happy to be here. Eric, how are you? I'm ecstatic to be here. Super stoked. Ecstatic to be here. Uh, I feel good, guys, because I have been thinking about the election all week. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that thing that people love to think about. Um, And that conservatives have have been thinking about all week. But honestly, I do feel good because, hey... Trump is gone. Uh, and I think we can all kind of take a big <sighs> deep breath, sigh of relief. He seems to he seems to kind of be getting that he's gone because he tweeted today some of the absurd thing about voter fraud. And, and uh, he said he won. Those were the first two words, meaning Biden won. And he said a bunch of other stuff. But I'm just going to stick with those first two words. <laughs> <laughs> he is conceded, ladies and gentlemen. It's over. Not that he, he needed to concede. No, he didn't officially concede, but not he said he won. He, he won. did it. He said it in a tweet. He's never going to officially concede. He's a giant baby man. <laughs> we know who he is. Can you imagine him conceding under any circumstances? I mean, like these victories in these states are sizable. It is. It is impossible. Like if the courts turn these over. And based on the hilarious legal arguments they've been bringing into court, uh, because, you know, they tweet about like, oh, there was all this fraud and everything. And then when they're actually in court and when their fucking lawyers' law licenses are on the line and the judge is like, all right, what evidence do you have? Uh, they, they tried to put in, they tried to put in as evidence in a court, um, a bunch of statements, basically what amounted to Reddit forum posts. <laughs> no Which, way, really? That I mean, I, they I were basically sta- they they weren't actually forum posts, but they were statements just solicited on a website, on the website, and you could write, okay, I am this person, and sol- and send the statement, and then they would be like, okay, these are all the this is evidence, and the judge was like, what what do you mean? And they were like, well, we took out the ones that were clearly false, <laughs> and they were. <laughs> And the judge was like, "You had they people submitted false ones, and they were like, yeah, there were, I mean, yeah, there are ton, tons of people submitted false ones. But we took out the ones that were obviously false, and these are the, these are the good ones. Oh. And the judge was like, that's not how evidence works. You know that, right? <laughs> you, can't, you can't say, well, we took out the clearly false stuff. Here's the other random shit we found on the internet. Um, <laughs> I mean... It, it's uh, so anyway. It's getting tossed out. Of, all these are getting tossed out of court. If they somehow manage to steal this via litigation, I will be shocked. And honestly, I and you guys will all we will all be marching to Washington because that will be some insane election theft at this point. Because Joe Biden's margins in these states are, I mean, Pennsylvania I think is one hundred forty thousand something something like that. It's not um, it, that high already. Uh, may I might be off, but they, these are these are margins that have never. These are margins that if they were overturned by a recount, it would be unprecedented. Um, How many in, electoral votes is Pennsylvania worth? A lot. 
I mean, Biden at this point is 306, which is ironically exactly what Trump won by. What? Hey, <laughs> I said that on on another episode. You're like, that's oh, you not, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah, I cut it out, though. So I'm just kidding. I don't know if I cut it out. Um, <laughs> but no, the, the only reason it's funny is that he's winning by the same amount of votes is Trump spent like four, three years, four years bragging that it was a landslide, even though it wasn't a landslide. I mean, it was a very decisive victory. Uh, but it wasn't a landslide by any means. Um, but he kept saying it was the biggest win in American history, but which again it was not. But he just. I mean, stuff. it was as close as this win, and this win has been on a razor's edge this whole time. <laughs> well, but that's the thing; it hasn't been on a razor's edge. It's pretty. It's been pretty decisive. Like once like, all now that all the votes not not all the votes have been counted, but now that we have a lot more votes in, this has been a pretty decisive election. I mean. Biden won Georgia and Arizona, which haven't been. Oh, yeah, when, yeah, that was like the turning point. Huh? Yeah, yeah, those have, haven't been Democratic states since the 90s. So this was a pretty That's decisive insane. win. The only states that were really up for contention that Biden lost were uh, Florida and North Carolina and South Carolina. Um, and one of those may have not even been. Up. This is, again, this is friendly reminder, unplugged. This is Dan, not Gus. So I don't, <laughs> I don't have all the facts and figures. Uh, so I'm. Probably wrong. What do you think, Sam? It's finally over. I feel ecstatic, but also realizing that it's just not over just yet with with Trump. Yeah, some people don't feel that good because COVID is still ravaging the country and he has decided to not even talk about it anymore. He's like basically retreated into talk about it. No, I mean, he's been pretty much said it's over for months now, so. I guess, but he's like he's reached like a new level of not talking about it. I'm not talking about it. Oh, he's wow. reached like he's reached like a new level of not giving a shit about uh, the basic functions of his job. But yeah, he's focused on this uh, litigation that does not seem to be going anywhere, and what most likely will be a PR campaign, segueing into another election, <laughs> another campaign for uh, re-election in 2024. Uh, and I, I think he's going to campaign the whole time. What surprises me is the media network. I mean, yeah. I mean, he is in—he is his own sort of media network, right? He gets—he yeah. gets so many shares and stuff that I feel like he—he's going to hire—he's going to hire Ben Shapiro and Dan Bongiorno, Bonjongo, <laughs> and he's going to get them on, and and they're going to—I mean—they're going to clean up. And the the scary thing is, he's convinced. Uh, like an absurd amount of Republicans that this election was stolen from them on the thinnest proof imaginable. Again, the proof that even his own judges, even the Trump judges who would love, who are, again, watching Fox News, it's the same people, it's the same people watching Fox News. They want to buy this stuff. You got to give them something and they're just giving them nothing because they have nothing. Um, because it's it's always been kind of more of a PR campaign, like in 2016, he said, oh, 3 million people extra voted in California, which again, uh, strategically, it would be the dumbest fraud in American history because <laughs> you don't need three extra million people to vote in California for any reason, either side. And two, 3 million extra people, that's a lot of people to be able to catch for uh, election fraud. Again, it's all bullshit. And now it's kind of hitting the courts and kind of coming clear it's bullshit. So... I think he's gone. Um, I feel good about it. That's good. I don't know. Yeah. yeah that's um, the limelight. Eric, as a side note, how, how do you feel? 
Well, first I wanted to say that as a fan of the show, I love how uh, your pronunciation of Dan Vagina <laughs> <laughs> has been like a running thing. I love that. Dan <laughs> It's not my fault that he that has a he terrible has a, last name. It's not that he has a terrible last name. It's that every time I try to figure out how it is pronounced. Is it Dan Vajingo? Is that like how does do you do you know that how does, how does I have no how, idea no how's this I don't know anyway so what's I the don't question? care about him anymore I just I don't care yeah. about anything about Trump anymore yeah. it's like we don't have before I care too much and now it's like dead inside I mean we have to we care have to. we can honestly guys we can move on from politics on this episode um and we can move on and we can talk to our guest Eric Eric. How are Actually, you? I'm great. Tell um, us who you are. Well, uh, tell us uh, what you think about everything that's happening <laughs> in the world. Let's go back yeah, to politics. Let's go back to politics. A little bit. Uh, yeah, I, I, it's been crazy. I mean, I've been listening to you guys, uh, you know, at night when I work, and so. Well, you're a nor- you're a normie, right? You don't you don't inject politics into your veins. No, I'm like not that. I'm not super. In- I'm, yeah. I'm basically but that's good. don't person. don't become like don't become <laughs> don't become <laughs> like us. Um, and what I you know that's it's what I am. Every once in a while, you know, I'll Google up, I'll Google the you know election, and then I'll go through and not not go to Fox. I'll go to the yeah. other ones and compare. I you know, Google so a reference point. That's at least. You know, mixed instead of completely biased to one side. That's good. You know, yeah. So, were you excited to vote in this election, or were you just excited? Yes. To vote Trump? Uh, both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but those two things. But you weren't I'm, like, uh, you you were like, fuck Trump, right? Because this. I, was, been I would make sure like twice a week that I was registered. Because <laughs> that, that's great, last, man. Last that's year something great. happened. I think I don't know what happened. I think it's you disenfranchised. No, something, something, something weird happened with my address change. Like when I tried to change my address one time, and I, mm. I, could, I couldn't vote because I was registered on time. One time here in in Austin. Because I would, it, I don't know if Texas did any disenfranchisements, did they, Daniel? Um, I mean, it's a, it's. A, I suppose it depends on exactly what you mean by disenfranchises. Because I mean, what happened to Eric is kind of a form of disenfranchisement in the oh, sense yeah, yeah. that they had the one polling thing uh but i went to early voting so i didn't have an issue oh so like, you voted in in 20 voting. you're talking about 2016 or this year this year i'm sorry this year okay but in 2016 you had a hard time because you didn't you didn't live you were in el paso right so, so you had to vote by mail right no I was, in 2016 i was already here Okay, so you no, were in Austin. Were you registered in El Paso or in Austin? Yeah, I think I was still registered in El Paso and I had issues. Oh, yeah. so that's what I'm okay. saying. So it was hard because you didn't yeah. fill out your your. But at the, the same time, I didn't take responsibility and like go and make sure I was like I, just, I checked one time and then I had the issue and I was like, oh, well, fuck this. And then I just didn't didn't mess with it, especially because. Uh, it's all your fault. I fell into Eric. that category. It's all your fault, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> democracy should People be like didn't... a test. And if you don't pass it, then you don't get to vote. No, I'm just kidding. No, um, I some of it is genes. The litmus test is genes. I'm just kidding. I'm I'm just kidding. I don't I don't. I mean, I again, I I follow the philosophy of of India, <laughs> which is to say, I want every single person to vote 
so I think they should literally yeah, make it as it easy as possible, and any deviation from that is uh, not good. Um, yeah. But yeah, but you didn't. So so why did you pay more attention this time? I guess, or why did you check it so much? <laughs> why why did you check it so many times? I guess were you like yeah, I'm Joe Biden? I had issues before, so yeah, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I wanted to make sure because well, for, you know. The, because I was paranoid that Trump was going to change my registration, so that because I'm Mexican, <laughs> <laughs> you guys may be paranoid. <laughs> oh yeah, I te- I kind of texted your ear off in 2016. <laughs> uh, oh when I, yeah, when I first well because I had somebody talking in my other ear, man. I don't believe. Uh, who did you have talking in your other ear? Well, my Mr. Black. Remember? Who? Yeah. I don't text tell you me, about tell- it. And that's what he, oh well. Well, tell me. Tell if me he's you listening, you know. Maybe, oh, he doesn't listen, I don't think, but what if he does? Dude, everyone listens to this podcast. <laughs> Are we it's a hidden gem of, of podcast. So I was texting you a lot in 2016, and then uh, you had another friend who's, you say he was texting you from the other side. I always thought Mr. Black was a liberal or a I lefty. Thought so too. And then it slowly tweaked to the other side. It was weird. It was so so. So tell me, he was a Bernie guy, right? He was a hardcore Bernie guy. Hardcore. hardcore he wanted that hardcore Bernie, Bernard Sanders. Yeah. He made action. me a hardcore Bernie too, like pretty much. I mean, but, uh, you know, I think we all, not hardcore, but. And when you say hardcore Bernie, what do you mean? Why did you like Bernie so much? So his, his stance, like on all his policies, like pretty much everything. The... Like How Medicare for all how it works in in Europe and how they have that model and it's totally true and you hear stories about people going over there and having no issue going to a doctor and they're just dumbfounded by how yeah. well they're taken care of you know and, and it's a shame that it's not like that here higher minimum wage yeah yeah they have you know mandatory vacation break there's you know all all kinds of things more uh, childcare you know, leave more mm-hmm assistance with housing that kind of stuff um yeah i mean joe biden has kind of like minimal versions of like well minimal is probably a derogatory word he has versions of all of that stuff (laughs) they're not the bernie they're not the bernie versions but you know exactly uh so you got you got passionate about bernie but your friend was like hey man you know who's like bernie is donald trump (laughs) right (laughs) I mean that that well. He, I guess he didn't go. Did he go full That's, Trump before the election? Or it, it what's scary is it? Maybe so so just that. just to clarify, I just just sorry, I just want to clarify for people because I'm being kind of vague. Our friend, Mr. Black, uh, and again we can cut this stuff out. We'll cut out specific stuff, but um, our friend basically went uh, full kind of QAnon. I guess he went PizzaGate. Yeah, he Pizza went Gate. into all kinds Pizza of Gate. weird stuff. And then at some point, he thought Donald Trump was the savior of, of humanity. Uh, but he's like, well, you know, he so he went from being like a hardcore lefty to he a, went from a hardcore Bernie to okay, let's give Trump a chance because that some and there were a lot of people actually on that. that yeah, like, I think it's know. because everyone like Bernie supporters hated Hillary so much, or so many of uh, Bernie supporters hated Hillary so much because. Well, yeah. so he so did you hate Hillary, Eric? I, 
You can be honest. If I, I, don't if care. I voted. I'm I not going to be like, no, dude. We stand Hillary on this show. Although, possibly some of us stand Hillary, which is fine. I, like I, ha- I had enough sense to know that Hillary was better than Trump, even though, yes. you know, she she definitely did have a dark side to her. Who, who knows for sure what that is? Um, but she, she was like at least put together. You know what I mean? Well, I should. <laughs> Uh, yeah, she wasn't. She, uh, she wasn't. She sort of reminded me of having a stroke right now. That were really like well educated, you know, so they ended up being valuable. Yeah. Well, what when you say dark side, I should probably clarify. Do you mean like her foreign policy was, or what? What are you talking about when you say dark side? I mean, just there's, there's people. Uh, I guess Pizzagate stuff. There's a lot of people. Yeah, people say enough Pizzagate. bad things about her. You, you yeah. Some of them, or at least that there's some truth to them. I would say but, my but, opinion but, is that there is not truth to them. To, the, to them, but well, I don't have a butt for that. Ah. <laughs> 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 I guess my butt is. Uh, I mean, the the she she's a Clinton. The Clintons are known for having issues. Yeah, but I th- part of me feels like that's sort of like a well, the Clinton. That's sort of like well, the Clintons are the Clintons, so everything is sort of in through that frame. Right. So, so that's why that's the frame that she was that I saw her in, and yeah, that, that was the, as bad, you know, as as it got it. Yeah, <laughs> and even honestly, people and and I get and people were even people who are both sides. I think my main argument in 2016 was the Supreme Court. Uh, yeah. So basically, in uh, 2016, I well, uh, Daniel and I were a little bit of afraid that if if Trump won, which he did, he could control the or Republicans could control the Supreme Court for 30, 40 years. I see. You guys knew this was all going to happen already. Yeah, you could see the future. Yeah, we could see the future. (laughs) I have um, ESPN and they told me, no, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, it was pretty, so there were old people in the judiciary, the judges, uh, and uh, the Senate was holding them and was not letting Obama appoint people. And the and, uh, something people maybe don't know is judges on the federal court at least can, can stay there for their lives unless they decide to retire or they're removed for, basically they have to be impeached. Uh, but Trump basically, I mean, it's it's sort of insane because 2016 probably be, will be written about in legal literature as as a time when the the court for our entire lives, the court system all took a sharp turn to the right. You know, yeah, like uh, we got it's just terrifying. Yeah, yeah, so now we have a six three Supreme Court conservative to liberal majority for basically the rest of our lives, kind of all as a result of 2016. Yeah, uh, sorry. <laughs> I thought you. I thought you were going to say unless. <laughs> I will back up from that topic, Eric. Oh yeah. But you decided to this this year that our friend Big Joe. You were like yeah. Big Joe. He's, you liked him. You were like I liked him. Isn't he a pilot? He's a pilot, right? or was a pilot? Yes, <laughs> he was a pilot. Airport? No, I don't think so. Maybe was he a pilot? I don't think he was. He wasn't in the military. I mean. Yes, he was. He was. He was in the military, wasn't he? All right. Reminder to Dan so. to cut in whether Joe Biden was a pilot here. All right. Good old pilot Joe is what yeah. we call him. 
Well, he puts on <laughs> aviators, so. He does, he does wear <laughs> aviators. Thank you for your service, Joe Biden. <laughs> no, I don't know. Well, what else? So, so Pilot, what else? Best <laughs> You're like, why I love Joe. If you were writing an essay called Why I Love Joe, or Why I Love the Democrats. I I guess if you were writing an essay called Why I Will Vote for Democrats Forever, what would it be? I want to write that book. (laughs) Aren't you? But you are the golden goose. Not the golden (laughs) goose. You're the golden Democrats. All right. Let me let you in on a little secret. Democrats are like, all right, the way we're going to save our country from the fascists <laughs> is we don't have to, we don't have to like, the way we're going to save our country from the fascists is we will appeal to the Hispanic voters and the young Hispanic voters in these states. And so, okay, so I mean, why are you not voting for Democrats forever? Why are you not? I pretty much have voted for every Democrat, I think. So after think after the election, there was a lot of very smart liberals who were like, okay, we're going to do some race science now because <laughs> <they're>, <laughs> like, we're going to start measuring people's head shapes and figure out if they're actually Hispanic or not. Well, liberals were freaked out because uh, Miami and Florida all went to, uh, Trump. you know, didn't go to Trump. Florida went to Trump. But a huge percentage of the Hispanic vote that Joe Biden thought he had maybe a, a decent shot at, not just Cubans, uh, other other types of Hispanics. And again, it wasn't just Florida. It happened in Texas, too, especially in the yeah. Rio Grande Valley. Uh, a yeah. lot of uh, really Hispanics surprising. went over to. And again, uh, it's counties where Biden won, but it's it's counties Hillary won by far more. And, and Biden was winning just by a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um idea that <laughs> that we can have somebody a democratic party is just going to get all the hispanic vote kind of automatically was always kind of bullshit right demographics is destiny but for years consultants yeah. would sell that stuff they still sell that stuff they're still sure that demographics is destiny proof, right <laughs> well but i've been saying for years that you know the longer i mean i've been saying for years that hispanic americans think of themselves as Americans. In fact, they may think of themselves as more American than like every other type of American. <laughs> like they are like super patriotic. Oh, I um, see what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's not a shock that they might start voting Republican. Uh uh it's interesting that they went over for Trump. I'm not really sure what what the motivation was. I think it, it had a lot to do with the, sh- the shutdowns and the economics behind them. Maybe they just gave in. Oh, he's he's the one. So you know, got to be patriotic towards the one you you, you know, the president. Oh, it's yeah, it's possible. I mean, I I feel like some of it, it. Well, in in Miami, I think it was a lot of the tying Joe Biden to the communists uh, and the socialists, uh, which was always kind of silly, but I guess it worked. <laughs> I guess that's how good of pundits we are here at Friendly Reminder. We thought that was absurd, and it apparently worked fine in, in Florida. Well, I guess, why why are you not bought into the Democrats? I guess maybe you are bought into the Democrats. Because nobody thought that this was going to happen to the Republicans. So, nobody, you know, like, who knows what can happen in the future? Like, And, and, and even before this, a lot of people were, I heard a lot of people say that, you know, traditionally speaking, the roles as you know from liberals and republicans have switched over years over the years like 
what is considered a, a traditional Republican. It was not. Yeah, going into the civil rights era, it was more of a the Democrat. It's a complicated. It's actually a pretty complicated story. But the, basically, the Democrats were more of a regional party, and they had elements of uh, pro civil rights Northern Democrats and Southern Dix Dixiecrats who were pro segregation, very pro segregation. Um, and basically, what happened is there was just a realignment. You know, African Americans went over for economic reasons, even though the Democratic Party was very racist in the 30s, African-Americans went over uh, for the New Deal. Um, and then what culminated in the in the sort of final cinching of it was Lyndon, Lyndon Baines Johnson signing the Civil Rights Act of 1964. And thereafter, uh, none of the Southern states went for Democrats for um, a while. Uh, Though, though some of the, there were still actually quite a few holdovers because again the the Republican Party had a very bad taste in the in the mouths of of uh, Repub of uh, of Southerners for a very long time. So, for example, uh, Bill Clinton, I believe he won Arkansas. Um, yeah, I mean th this is it's not this isn't like an extremely simple story. Um, although the way you can tell sort of what side we are all on now is ask who wants to get rid of the Confederate monuments and asks who wants to keep them up. <laughs> sort of tells you where we are, even though, guess what? Uh, the Confederates, all of those guys, uh, the slaveholders, those were all mostly Democrats. <laughs> but it was, it was, guess, yeah, things, times yep. change. But, but barring, barring some sort of massive realignment, though, who, I mean, who knows if that like it's happened? You know, it has that. No, and it definitely. And some people are arguing it's happening right now with uh, Trump, at least paying lip service to populism and saying the Democratic Party almost being two parties. Exactly, the Democratic Party being a uh, shall we say a little overly corporate friendly. At least one, you know, one side of the party and the other side of the party trying to fight that. Um, that's pretty much what it boils down to, I guess, huh? Yeah. Well, so you don't feel like both sides are the same, I guess is, or or maybe you feel like they're almost the same, or yeah, like almost common. Like you feel like they are almost the same. Some have special interests and some don't, I guess. Is maybe. Well, but but you think the, do you think that the Democrats are clearly better than the Republicans, or do you think it's more mixed? Than that? At this point, I think it's pretty clear. Pretty clear. Okay. Mm -hmm. But that's interesting because now that Trump is gone, do you think it's still going to be clear? Or do you think, because Republicans are going to be eager to be like, all right, well, Trump's gone. <laughs> Back to but normal. Quick to wash their hands of him, huh? Yeah, of course. Yeah. They're like, well. How quick are we going to be to forgive him? I mean, that's the absurd thing is it's better for Democrats for Trump to stick around, but it's worse for their mental health <laughs> for him to stick around. <laughs> it's worse for everyone's mental health. It is worse for everybody's mental health. It's a bad time for everybody. Yeah. Well, Trump 2024. We support him. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Fred Meyer Miner uh, signing off on 2024 for I mean, he's going to start campaigning right away. This is what I think is going to happen. He's not going to stop campaigning. Yeah. Every no, time he has a chance to, he's going to be, he's going to be giving a speech. He's going to be in front of large crowds, still spreading COVID. So so people are putting together, there is evidence that him running around telling everybody that voting by mail was rigged created a situation where 
hey, guess what? None of his supporters voted for ma- by mail during a pandemic, which, hey, might have hurt him in the election just a little bit. Um, so there is a chance all this talk about how everything is rigged will actually fuck the, the Republicans in the long run because it will suppress the vote because who wants to vote in an election you're constantly being told is rigged against you, you know? Anyway, we spent way too much time talking about <laughs> politics. We were supposed to stop a while ago. Let's talk about a video game. Sam, you're playing a little indie game, little known. Tell us about <laughs> it. Few people know about this game. <laughs> well, it's uh, it's about this guy. Um, His name is Zelda. Is on, on a quest. <laughs> he wakes up a hundred years. Wait, he was asleep for a hundred years. Is that that's what it was, right? Yeah. Yeah, he yeah. was asleep for a hundred years, and he wakes up and he finds this basically like a switch, right? I mean, that's what it is. Yeah. It's like a yeah. switch for the game. <laughs> Just to clarify, Sam is playing Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Yeah. For the first, for the first time. And also, apparently, your first Zelda game. Which that is, is also true. Yeah, which is crazy. I mean, I've never really had a Nintendo console except for, like, a Game Boy. And maybe, like, a DS, but I didn't really... I wasn't that into the DS very much. I just had it because, you know, other people had it. I'm a jump on the bandwagon kind of guy. And on the flip side, Eric, you've actually never stopped playing a Zelda game. You're actually playing a Zelda game right now. You've only <laughs> ever been playing Zelda games your entire life. <laughs> I can't let go of this thing. You you are you've put seven million hours into Breath of the Wild. Well, no, tell us tell us what tell us that you're about your relationship. Was your normal. totally normal, healthy relationship with Zelda. Just so I haven't played all the Zeldas, just to be clear. Yeah. Probably most of them. The older the Zelda, the less likely I've played it, except for the first one. Uh, which I haven't honestly played that much of either. But my first Zelda was uh, Link to the Past. And I didn't even own it. I would just play at my cousin's house. So that... You know, that being the case, I didn't get to finish it either because I didn't go all the time or every day or forever. That was sort of my relationship with the first Zelda. I just sort of kind of dicked around, yeah, had fun I with it, but never really played it. Never sat down and played see it. See all the cool, interesting things. Oh, this is this game. It's just not like other games, you know? It's, oh, yeah. Because everything else was Mario or, or sports or something, you know, something a little more, more simple. This was a little guy running around and you can go to the town or you can go over here and it's... You know, I mean, it just plops you down. It was like, here yeah. you go, man. Have yeah, fun. I really like that. It was such a sandbox feeling, and that kept me attracted to when they, you know, as they kept coming out. Um, I guess the next one that I played, the next other I played was probably Ocarina. What was what was okay. between uh, between Link to the Past and Ocarina? Was there another one? Uh, some Game Boy ones, I believe, but yeah. I think the Ocarina was the next major one. I mean, Ocarina was like that was yeah. like the yeah that blew up, and yeah, and I guess was... you know it's it's for Nintendo sixty four, which uh, I had one, so I got my 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 parents got me that game. I had read a lot of, or I maybe I'd heard about it from you guys, or maybe I was too young to even know you guys at the time. But yeah, that that game really blew my mind. In the same way, actually, there's the whole sandbox feeling as as soon as you leave forest 
and how the world just opens up and and that that rushing feeling of whoa you can go anywhere and then just how big the world felt was was great you know back then yeah. for the first time you know yeah how did and I, I was wondering sam if you got that feeling with this game for a long time like i would like for a week or two i was just like i don't know what's happening i don't get it i don't know what to do <laughs> i was like i i i i didn't get it and then i finally started getting it down with the getting what the game was about that it was just it wasn't just like a, a slashing game it was like you had to i mean there is part of that but most of it is like strategy like you have to if you're going to a cold place you got to get like the little peppers and cook them and <laughs> You know, ah, the cooking aspect, yeah. yes. Yeah, that one, that one was really interesting. It's almost like a mini game because you can, like, combine anything. Yeah. So That's um, fun later when you're going after some big enemies and you're like, okay, I'm way too underpowered. Let me yeah. just cook a bunch of shit that'll temporarily give me lots of power. Yeah. And, so Sam, and, I, don't, I, I don't know if you knew that's, that's a first, I think, for the series. That whole cooking but uh multiple people have told me that even though this is like apparently the best zelda game yeah it's completely different from all the other zelda games totally. yes totally so i don't know i mean i i started to like it um i still haven't gotten that far into it but i started to really like it i started to like the mechanics of it i started to like yeah. just everything even though it's still kind of like there's no real direction to go into you just kind of have to well, but that's that's the that's, that's the, the nut part of it, it right? yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sometimes, so go ahead. Maybe I can for, shed for, some. Go ahead, for sorry. me, I kind of I sometimes like to have like where I'm supposed to go, when I'm supposed to go. <laughs> then this is um, the last Zelda you should have played. <laughs> a lot of them are very linear. <laughs> yeah, I mean not linear I, in I the didn't sense. No, how was I what? supposed to know? No, 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 not in a bad way. He was just saying. You're blaming me for playing the Zelda game now. Yeah, we're saying it's your fault. You're never gonna play this game. Yeah, you can play all the other Zelda games, but not this one. I forbid. The last Zelda people complained that it was super linear, right? Is that what it is? It's 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 kind of infamous infamous for being handholdy a little bit. Yeah, that's what's that called? Legend of Zelda. Oh, the Skyward Sword is the one you're probably talking about. There's oh, I, I don't know. I thought you knew what you were talking <laughs> <laughs> Skyward Sword was bad in different ways. It, it wasn't super... It was pretty linear. But um, there, were, there were a lot of... There were a, a few mechanics that were kind of awkward that kind of kind of felt weird. Or, or it, it, Also, a lot of it had to do with that it was using the motion control, right? Mm. So sometimes um, they, they featured that mechanic in enemies, but it ended up making the enemies a little tedious or weird, awkward to, to, to defeat. Mm-hmm. Um, like for example, there'd be like a three-headed snake, and the snakes have uh, like helmets, and mm-hmm. the 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 helmets are always aligned either diagonally or they'll switch to vertex. You have to slash them either horizontally, you know, in the direction that 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 the heads are. Except you, you don't have the, the so you have the controllers. So, huh? Yeah, you know, you swipe using the controller, so it's motion control, right? Yeah, so you swipe whatever direction the snake is at the snake's heads are at but you know if you miss <laughs> you just gotta keep swiping i guess but but maybe that's a yeah bad so it's, it's not very good fidelity so you just kind of 
You're just wagging. You know, you have a snake standing in front of you, just kind of sitting there, moving its heads around. It's not really attacking you. It's not, you know, yeah. threatening. It's not. It doesn't have mechanics that make it actually challenging. It's just kind of a little. Yeah. It makes it feel a little bit gimmicky, I guess. Yeah. You know. So, some people would say that Breath of the Wild is sort of the culmination of the whole. Maybe not the culmination, but the sort of most advanced version of the whole. Well, we're just gonna plop your ass down, and here you go. <laughs> I figured well, it out. The first one was literally that. Yeah. Even maybe even like to a, like to a higher degree because they don't they don't tell you anything at all. Like yeah, I don't even think you have to go into a cave to get a sword, right? Like they don't tell you to go there. You just yeah. it's the first thing you see, so you go there, and then that's where you start, right? And yeah. then after that, you, you really do have to figure out where to go, and it's up to you to explore. The map, I do think they give you a map, which, you know, it comes with the game. And yeah. it, has, it has the areas numbered, so you guess, okay, I need to go here first, second, third. Oh, but that's for new. That's the extent. Yeah, that's the extent <laughs> that they kidding. give you. Though. That's it. And that's so what, what this one was kind of trying to play back to, because all the ones before it were so hand-holding. You know, that yeah. was a big complaint from the community, I guess. So, and Sam, you, you found it too too intimidatingly open or do you find it too or are you embracing it now you're like yeah it just took me a while to actually get the feel of the game uh that i i may have felt the same way about breath of the wild a little bit i you know there was a lot of hype around it and i i went in and i enjoyed it and it was fun but i wasn't like blown away by it but i think after playing it for enough time and you know just to just to say what i've played of it i've Actually, have never ever played a dungeon in Breath of the Wild, so maybe I don't have any actual uh, <laughs> say. You never played a shrine. I have unlocked like hundreds and hundreds of shrines and the and the uh, <laughs> towers and everything, but yeah, never never actually finished a dungeon. So may you know, I don't know what. What do you mean dungeon? Wait, there's like, dungeons in in Breath of the Wild too. Oh, you mean the divine beasts? Yeah, like the, exactly. Oh, I see, I see. Dude, okay. spoilers. Sorry. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, there are four. There are four dungeons, right, or something like that. Yes. Yeah. There's, there's four. Sorry, Eric's laughing because he's put like 11 million <laughs> hours into this game. Eric, tell us about your save on Breath of the Wild uh, or your saves. I don't know if you have multiple. Can you have? Multiple? I have. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. You can. Huh? You can. Well, I just like make another user profile if it doesn't let me. Okay, so you, you can also the switch start, interface so you can have multiple. Well, no, you can also, there is a, a totally separate, like you can have up to three, I think, and there's even a separate three for master. You can play the game in master mode. So it's hard. Okay. So okay. You could, uh, Ocarina of Time and I think Majora's Mask, maybe. Yeah. Um, so you've put something like played, 300 hours? Yeah. <laughs> 300 plus hours. I'm not sure exactly what it is, but. Uh, I actually haven't played that much of the master mode. I'm currently re- replaying the main mode. <laughs> second user so what are you game. doing for these 300 hours? Are you mostly slashing well, I, grass and collecting rupees? It's uh, I, I After I finished the game, I spent the rest of the, the time uh, collecting the rest of the shrines. Okay, cool. Yeah. Those shrines are fun, man. I, I gotta say, and I and I it's funny that I didn't play a dungeon, but something about just like, okay, I'm just like climbing up like a random mountain or something, and it's like it's foggy. Like, it's like foggy for some reason, and then all of a sudden I see like a 
off in the distance, like a like a little orange thing, and I'm like, oh, what is that? And then I'm like, oh, I have to get over there, and then I have yeah. like an adventure trying to get over there. That's <laughs> I feel like the game. That's kind of like the point, I think. Yeah. Yeah. You see, it, you, it is. You, you sort of set. You, you sort of wanna... set these goals, your own kind of goals, and have a little adventure getting to them exactly. most of the time. That's, yeah. That's like I feel like that's a, almost the whole game in a nutshell. <laughs> Because um, the world is filled with such interesting shit all over the place, right? You see, like the the mountain split in half over here. You see the castle. Every once in a while, have 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 you seen the the what flies around in the sky, Sam? No. There's a couple the the couple things that are flying around in the sky. There's a few things actually. There's one off to the left uh, when you leave the plateau. Did you notice that? It's one of the divine beasts. No. You should you should spend some time just looking around in your yeah. in your viewfinder at everything. There's a lot of yeah. shit to look at. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, uh, I forgot R three. I think. Yeah. yeah. Also, look around. I think it's three or five a.m. I mean, three or five o'clock. Yeah, like you know, you know, in in the game, you know how there's a clock in the game, like the time, like this active time. Oh, I thought you meant like. Not our time, game time. No, that's <laughs> it, not. Never know. mind. Never mind. I'll Eric, you have to. Question. You have to remember that you have a very. You have a much more sophisticated understanding of this game than. We oh, do. I understand. I, you're like the game clock. You're like you got to look at the northwest. I'm like, there's directions in Hyrule. <laughs> there's. Well, I just mean Hyrule. based on the map. Like, no, I know. I was just being stupid. But oh, how, uh, much, how, how many uh, map chunks have you unlocked, Sam? Two. <laughs> <laughs> like i said it's like i don't play a bunch of it all at once i I like take my time with it I see. i'm enjoying what time i take um the one thing that i did find a little annoying is that once i've accomplished something or once i've gotten to like the village that i'm at right now the first village like it's um every time i like do something i have to go turn it off and when i go back to it i'm at the very like the mountain the trail that leads into the village uh yeah save often yeah you gotta save you manually save? save yes yeah i save. did not know that start r1 r1 r or yeah start our bumper as all the way to the right and then okay thank you that's a good tip because uh here at friendly reminder we're providing the pro tips and saying <laughs> save your game don't just start from the beginning every time you play it. I'm just kidding. So it was, <laughs> no, it, it, it auto saves. R1 it and what else? Just like hit start or plus and then R1, R1, R1. Uh, like R1 past all the inventory bullshit. Go oh, to your menu. Okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah, that's not like a secret okay. code. Yeah. We're so people. I have a question for you, Sam, real quick uh, uh, based on Zelda. So now that everyone has told you like that the Zelda is so different from the other Zeldas. Are you interested in what the other Zeldas might be like? Yes. Um, I mean, I, I, I want to finish this game for sure. Is there any Zelda in particular that might be, that you might be more interested in than, than the others? I guess the, the number, the, the one, bef- the number, the best game of all before this one, Ocarina of Time. Ah, good choice. <laughs> I mean, that's a good I, I do want to finish this. It's going to take me some time because... Yeah, this game is going to, it's going to take some time. It's going to take me some time. 
but I'm Disney. gonna I'm gonna try and enjoy every minute of it. Yeah, well, we'll check in next week. As long as you have it finished by next episode, we should be good. <laughs> I I I mean, unless no, I play sad. every, you know. I'm just joking. <laughs> it's uh, dude. I have not. I just said I have never finished. I've never finished the game. Honestly, I feel like I abandoned the story and just started wandering around and doing uh, shrines. That's I don't what even... it felt like with Skyrim, though. And you love Skyrim. Yeah, right? that's I love. Yeah, I love Skyrim. I never finished the main story in Skyrim too, and I put like three ninety-hour characters in that game. So, oh my god. <laughs> I enjoy I mean, just wandering around, and and I still discover yeah. new stuff in that game, and it's like what. What the what have the hell? Played, you haven't played Skyrim 2 if you've played it in VR. No, I, I have it in VR. I have not yeah, uh, yeah. I do. I've not uh played a lot of it in VR yet. <laughs> so like I'm it, doing it. the Dawnstar arc in VR right now. Really? Okay. Uh, yeah, I just turned into a, a vampire. Spoiler uh, alert. All right. That's <laughs> you can turn into a vampire. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you you save you but you save it you save this girl from like um you go in a dungeon and you 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 unlock some stuff and this coffin comes out, and this girl comes out of it, and she has an Elder Scroll. So you're like trying to get it to her, get it from her, but she won't give it to you unless you help her get home. And then she like kind of changes her mind, and then you get turned into a vampire, and you join this cult and become a Satanist. No, just kidding. It's pretty cool. <laughs> Dawnstar is a pretty cool storyline. Uh, a um, lot of those Skyrim storylines are pretty cool. That is that is one of the ways, and the I can I can actually feel Gus getting annoyed at me for saying that <laughs> that is one of the ways Skyrim's is superior to Breath of the Wild and that I feel like the little story arcs are kind of more interesting. Um, I don't actually remember any story arcs in Skyrim except for the main story, which is very interesting. Not Skyrim, sorry, in Breath of the Wild. Um, Breath of uh, the story arcs. Oh, uh, look, they all... No spoilers! Yeah, that's true. We can't talk about it. Yeah, we can't spoil this several year old game that Sam decided to play right now <laughs> that Sam randomly decided to play right now <laughs> just kidding you guys uh, can fun. I'll probably forget it anyway so just say what you want to say well no, no there's so, not no. I mean you say what you're going to say but I don't think there's that much story to spoil in Breath of the Wild there's well I just feel like there's a little bit more in the DLC as well have you played the DLC no me I have not it it does give a little bit more insight into um, this whole crew that 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 you know was helping Zelda with with, with the beasts and everything. You know, you learn a little bit more about those characters. It's pretty fun. Um, and Zelda is the main character, the hero. <laughs> Just to <clarify>. <laughs> Zelda's a princess. Yeah, that you're saving. And you're, you're Link the Hero. Which Zeldas have you played? This one? I, so I played, yeah, I, I dicked around with the first Zelda. Dicked around a little bit with Link to the Past, but didn't own it because I didn't own an SNES. Kind of skipped Ocarina, but went back to it later and have gone back to it a few times. Never beaten it, but played uh, a good amount of that game. Then I played, I've put quite a bit of time into Breath of the Wild. I sort of skipped over the mid-Nintendo. So I feel like I'm kind of between... Eric and Sam on the, on the Zelda <laughs> on the Zelda scale. <laughs> yeah, on the Zelda scale. Um, I did play a number of. So I played the Game Boy one. I beat that several times. The uh, Link's Awakening, it's, it's called, which they remade, and I might actually pick up the. I was looking, and the remake was on sale, so I might actually pick that up um, and play through it again because that's really fun. And I also played uh, a Link Between Worlds, which I found. Have you played that? Yes, that game was so good. It's really good. I would say. 
If you don't play Ocarina next, you should play that one next time. Okay. Yeah, hell yeah. A Link Between Worlds, but you have to have a 3DS. But I. Oh yeah, you have to. Have 3DS. Well, I don't know. Is there, a, is there a Switch version? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. Link Between well, Worlds. Yeah, you got to play on three. But it, it yeah, it's I, an extremely good game. I would say that's my favorite Zelda game. You know, I haven't played a lot of really? them, but yeah, if I had to, it's pretty. Oh, yeah, it hits that spot really well. I, I'll lend you my 3DS if you want to play it. I have it too. Just all the puzzles that just you're just like you're doing the puzzles and you're like, oh my god, these like. Sam, if you're if you're and it's not like a, it is a little open worldy, but it's more linear than Breath of the Wild. It's uh, you might like it. Actually. Link to the past. I, it's even the same world, right? Like the same universe. There's other, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it is. It's the same map actually, and they just yeah, kind of they tweak it enough so that it's different. Um, but it, it is a, a very fun game, and the puzzles just feel very good and crisp, yeah. and they make good use of the. The 3D and everything, yeah. It's a game before Breath of the Wild. Right before Breath of the Wild? Yeah. I think the one right before Breath of the Wild was Skyward Sword. I don't remember one after that. The major. Oh one? wait, no, they did. Well, they it was a they made a they did a remake of the Game Boy one. Remember? Yeah, that's the one I was talking about. Link's Awakening. Mm-hmm. Link's Awakening. Oh, I thought you were talking about Link Between Worlds. I was talking about Link Between Worlds. I played both Link's Awakening and Link Between Worlds. Uh, Link's Awakening I, was the Game Boy one, and then a Link Between Worlds was the 3DS one. Yeah, I, I, bar- I barely played Link, uh, the Game Boy one. Yeah, it's 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 not as good as a Link Between Worlds. So don't go into it. And I assume the remake is not as good. And I've heard the remake has some weird frame rate issues, actually. Yeah. Um, which is weird because it's a Game Boy game. <laughs> Sam, any last thoughts on Breath of the Wild or Eric? Any last thoughts on Zelda video games? Anything? I did know that the weapons broke. Oh uh, yeah, that's... yeah, which is totally new for this. Yeah, series. that that is. And I'm not. I, I still don't a hundred percent know if I love that situation. <laughs> uh, yeah, me neither. Because <laughs> it makes me hold off on using my favorite weapons because I don't want them that's... to break. I kind of like that too, though. Like you got you got the ones that you want to save for. Special occasion. Yeah, that's true. You gotta keep a fresh rotation of weapons, Sam. Tips. Well, I, Tips I just usually tip. use the worst ones first, and then when you get to like a hard guy, then switch to the good one, and then yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But then it. that leaves you in the situation where you're always using the worst weapon, and that's not. I feel like that is not the it's most like fun. keeping your yeah, nails. But eventually, you, I mean. I'm, I'm assuming once you get like through most of the story, most of your weapons will be good. You know? Yeah, you get better weapons later on in the game. Yeah. Right? All right, Eric. So we wanted to talk a little bit more about your uh, background and everything. Uh, you're a musician, and we wanted to give you a chance to sort of plug your band, and then maybe we could play a few of the songs on the show for people. Um, yeah. Yeah, so why don't you tell us about your your musical background slash band. All right. Uh, I'm in a band called Anton's Key. We're based in Austin. Uh, I've been playing guitar since I was eight, about eight. Uh, my dad had an acoustic guitar, and I'd basically mess with that. And uh, my uncle taught me uh, my first little ditty was uh, the original Batman song <laughs> yeah yeah i think that it's was actually easy. my first song on guitar too. <laughs> my parents uh got me an electric guitar 
and a book. And after that, I started learning everything by ear. I think I, think I got my first electric guitar when I was like 12. It was actually kind of special because when my parents ordered it, they were later informed that the it wouldn't be arriving on time. That there was going to be a delay of the shipping because it was the holidays. You know, this was a Christmas present. So they canceled the order, but it came on time. <laughs> and they that didn't get charged for it. Yeah. Nice. They didn't get charged for it. I have it right here. Well, you guys can see it, but they, they, you know, it's it, it, it's a little black and white kind of Strat Yamaha. And I loved it. Um, you know, my, my favorite color is blue in, in the quote-unquote letter to Santa. <laughs> I, I I I remember I I put I drew the guitar first of all, and then I didn't have any markers or anything though, so I just put BL for blue. <laughs> but the guitar's black. <laughs> it came, came black, and I remember I was just so happy to get it that I didn't care at all. I wouldn't have cared if it was pink. I just was glad to have my own electric guitar. That's funny. And yeah, I cried and everything. I mean, I was little, you know, and uh, so after that, I just, you know, took off. My dad got me a basic, like, rock guitar book with some chords and scales and stuff. And it came with a CD to play along with. And then at the time, at the same time, I was starting to get into rock because my dad was, had been, like, borrowing CDs from my uncles. And they all listened to, like, classic rock, like ACDC and Van Halen and Molly Crew. So my dad was getting me into rock. Before all this, I was a Michael Jackson fan. (laughs) (laughs) And an Elvis fan and an oldies and Motown fan. So that's that's my what I was raised up on from you know, but my dad. So that's my musical background at to my very roots is is that. Michael Jackson from the very, very beginning, from since I was tiny. And Eric, I feel like this is around the time I slid into your life. We met in high school and I feel like when I met you I was like, all right, this kid's got his guitar. I <laughs> I kind of got into the guitar because of you. I think a lot oh, of people probably awesome. got in their guitar because of you, because you were like the kid who was really into guitar <laughs> and really good <laughs> at guitar. I mean, you were, you were into Van Halen, which was at that point, not someone I was super familiar with. But That's the one problem. thing I do know is that he played a lot of... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a lot of fast, like hard, like, uh, you know, highly technical kind of stuff yeah, and you were you were keeping pace with him and i was just amazed that this kid same age as me was kind of able to play this crazy music you know thanks man that's awesome i had no idea yeah <laughs> <laughs> i never i never actually thought about that either like that i may have that somebody may have seen me play and had therefore wanted to play after that I actually well i for that. sure like, did i for sure did uh, I guess it never never hit me that somebody this close to me felt that way that that I didn't know about. Yeah, <laughs> too. That's yeah. awesome, man. Well, so you've been. I mean, then we were in a band. Then yeah. you were in another band. You've been in bands ever since uh, they're, of they're different different like, types, but mostly of the yeah. more heavy mostly metal like, type. You and I would jam with you know with Knack or MZ at first. We had our band that went through multiple name changes <laughs> i think my favorite is still standing randomly dude which oh is your idea <laughs> oh my gosh we were a very like we were like new metalish then we kind of yeah. went into like screamo but not yeah. really we kind of didn't we were... want to go screamo but which kind of is interesting because where you went we were heavily pushed into the screamo direction by MZ, our drummer. We were, but was, what was kind of funny is like immediately after we pushed back on that, 
we got hardcore into very screamy metal. Yeah, like it became popular anyway. Uh, we were like, fuck, we were behind the curve. And yeah, we were behind the curve. Know. He was ahead of the curve. Uh, anyway. <laughs> but you, so you, you've been in, in a bunch of different metal bands. What, what, how do you see your sort of musical situation? Like in, in terms of like, what kind of music do you like to play now? I mean, I, I know all types, but what kind of music sort of... Someone asked, what what type of music do you play? What, what do you tell them? Heavy metal. That's, <laughs> well, yeah, that's the easiest to understand. How do you, how do you describe truth? it to yourself? Yeah, to what's myself? the truth? What's the truth? Give us the truth. This is probably a reminder. <laughs> we get to the truth. Progressive gent core <laughs> metal? Why is it gent? Why is it gent? And why is it progressive? Uh, why is it Gent is, is a subgenre that sort of shouldn't exist. It's kind of like saying, I don't know. I don't even know what to compare it to. It's, it's, it's an onomatopoeia is what it originally was. And, you know, like, that's, that's the right word, right? Like bang and poof. Okay. Right? That's what an onomatopoeia yeah. is. Mm-hmm. Okay, just making sure. So it's like, <laughs> like the sound of a yeah, guitar? Gent, exactly. Uh, 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 Meshuga. Meshuga, oh, okay, Meshuga. I think either Meshuga said it, or or Misha Mansour, the guitarist of uh, of Periphery, said that he said it, or something like that. One of them or said Meshuga it. Meshuga is a it, is a Swedish metal band, and yeah, Periphery Swedish, is another metal band. Another metal band, exactly. Yeah, uh, one of them said it, and it stuck in the community, and to to mean these types of bands with the specific sound, which is like a low tuned. Or even extended range guitars like a seven or eight string guitar, with uh, that low. It's low, but it's low and twangy at the same time, and so it gives mm-hmm. it a very low metallic sound. That's and and also with like a very uh, staccato rhythmic pattern is usually common in, in gent too. Yeah, common, yeah, you know, rhythmic pattern and a complex rhythmic pattern usually very very good. It's very driving, very percussive. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Groovy is a word that a lot of people like to use too. The 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 power oh, yeah. make it make the make the song flow very well. There is a groove to it that's that's kind of weird because it is a, a very like aggressive form of music. So mm, yeah, <laughs> so to be groovy and also be very like loud and aggressive and everything is very interesting. And it's even going so far as like because I think what people end up doing is. Um, they get they're influenced by rap because rap has really some really groovy beats too, and they bring rap elements in, and it's 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 coming back into metal in a different way than it did before. Yeah, so but you're I mean you it's interesting you're bringing up rap and metal you're bringing up even pop too you know baby metal. <laughs> yeah, you're bringing up J-pop. I gotta say all these things low tune guitars. I mean I feel like uh, the the elephant in the room here. It, it did corn start all of this is that is corn the birth of all of this or actually it can't be, it can't be. <laughs> corn is one of the most maligned of fans of all time it can't so, be the birth of anything corn was the first band to use com- uh, the first mass production seven string which was developed by steve vi steve vi developed the first mass produced seven string guitar with ibanez and corn was one of the first bands to exclusively use those Another band around the same time, I believe, was Seven Dust. They also use seven strings. I don't know if they use the same ones, but and it was tuned to like an A, right? Like the low A. 
All they did is drop the A, yeah, the B to yeah. an A, yeah. So it's like drop tuning a seven yeah. string basically, and then leaving the rest of it the same. Um, and and yeah, Corn Corn was one of the first big bands, popular bands, and even Steve Vai. I remember uh, watching Steve Vai talk about when he first heard Corn, and he said he was on the highway and he pulled over and stopped, <laughs> and he was like, "That is my guitar." That is my seven string. Holy shit! Was he happy or was he like? Yeah, he was, he was very stoked that you know his it was being used in such a way that he'd never heard before. You know, anybody hearing corn for the first time is gonna be like, "What that, is?" That's a very like respectful thing for a musician. Like he's not yeah. like, "Oh, this is garbage" or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's like, "This is beautiful." They're using it in a way that I would never have thought to use it. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it just sounded massive to him. That's what he who was really impressed by. Actually, that it's a very chunky so tone. Cool. Mm-hmm. the low range and everything yeah. like, I know this this isn't just a regular guitar this is an extended range and this is my guitar <laughs> he knew you know? and yeah so believe it or not core. <laughs> so you're going to play a song for us here live on the live on the podcast a friendly reminder first friendly reminder uh, unplugged uh, but also still plugged in because it is an electric guitar um, why don't you tell us a little bit about the song that you're about to play um, oh yeah my, my band is Anton's Key we're here in Austin uh, we are metal we've been here for about five years and still haven't released an album <laughs> <You're> t- <laughs> it's gonna be a fucking banger when it comes out though you're, you're, t- you're biting yeah, we, the time we're almost done we're almost done I think we have one more song to send out to uh, we're going through. We'll, we're plugging plug our studio to Black Room Studios in Georgetown. They're really good. And when is this album coming out? And do you have a name for it yet? It should be out by the beginning of next year. Uh, it's, I guess it's good, just going to be a self-titled EP because it's it's not a full-on album. Where is it? And just for everybody who's listening, Anton's Key A N T O N E apostrophe S Key K E Y K E Y, and you can find their music on. Spotify and Spotify, Google. Uh, Google Music, everything that had, we went through DistroKid and they pretty much put you on everything. Okay, great.
Woo! That's a banger. <laughs> I like that song. Uh, so that's that. that uh, tell us about that song because that's a different song than we had talked about before. Uh, and just to clarify for people, yeah. uh, we were playing a recording of the song. Um, so that sounded great. Yeah, uh, yeah. You definitely could hear the the gent grooviness of it. <laughs> uh, what? So is that song going to be on your first album? Yes. Great. Is that going to be your first single? Um, I think it. It was. I think it actually is the first. Song no, it I've has heard. been. Yeah. You. So just to clarify, this song has been on Spotify for a while, and I yes. listened to it a good number of times. But it will be on your first album. And, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what uh, What is it about, other than? Um, it's actually about moving here. <laughs> to Austin. Adam, Adam knows more in depth what it's about. I'm, I'm not 100 percent sure, but it. it Adam's is, your your singer slash screamer. We have a, a a guy that stands in front and yells at everybody and makes sure you're hyped, and he doesn't sing, but he likes to yell. <laughs> <laughs> his name is Adam, and he's our frontman slash screamer. Yeah, uh, I've known him since high school. Yeah, and uh, um, no, not yeah. not not personally until he tried out for uh, Nausicaa, one of my my band before this one. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so um, you're, it's about the process of moving from El Paso to mm-hmm. Austin. And, and sort of like a, a, a you know, tell growing up and, um, and, you know, having to take care of yourself, you know, you float out in the world. Um, Purple Crown, I, uh, I, I came up with that name. It, it's, uh, I, I read somewhere about a phenomenon that happens here in Austin where or maybe even just around this area of texas where when it gets later on in the daytime you see this kind of purplish hue uh the closer you get to the horizon and the sky so it's like a, a gradient to like a to, to a green a purple hue near the bottom and if you're up in a high area it's purple all the way around you know so they they, they call that the purple crown i guess that's what that's about i God, I've been listening to that song forever, and I thought it was a reference to the Crown Royal Royal bags, the ones that are purple with the alcohol. Oh, no. <laughs> oh that man, <laughs> that's crazy. That's how we do that with people. <laughs> I was actually listening to your story about how it makes a purple hue in the sky, and I thought you were going to tell me that it's because all the Austinites busted out their Crown Royale and the purple <laughs> changed the color of the sky. Thank you so much for joining us on our first yeah, episode of. Friendly reminder, unplugged. Uh, Gus will be back uh, in December. Uh, Next week, we'll probably either not be doing an episode or we might do something special for Thanksgiving. Uh, We'll see. But um, either way, uh, thank you so much, Eric. Um, Why why don't you tell us about the the last song? Okay, this last song is called Skyless. It's about climate change. Pretty straightforward. like pro climate change, anti climate change, pro climate change, and uh, pro climate change. So you want the climate to change, or no pro pro uh, saving the climate, pro <laughs> yeah the planet yeah <laughs> yeah uh, that's yeah that's you know skyless or it's kind of kind of self explanatory I guess we and what about the guitar parts. The guitar work this is a little different than this one. We went for a direction that we 
we don't normally go for, uh, which is sort of like, just just for the beginning part, we we don't usually use uh, blast beats very often. It's very common in, in black metal, and we try to use it a little bit here. Um, and what what's a blast beat? A blast beat is where basically the the drums are playing like a double double time feel. It's mm-hmm. just fast. It's just a uh, like a you know, bass and snare almost match up. They're just alternating. Tick, 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 tick. Got it. And you'll be able to hear it at the beginning of the song. Um, okay, so it's a little great. less groovy, maybe a little more aggressive. Little. There's still groovy parts, but the, yeah. very, the beginning is very aggressive. Yes. The so you'd still call it. What, what were you calling it? Gent. <laughs> progressive gent chord. Progressive chord. gent chord. Progressive. So this gent. is still we, we, officially we're progressive a progressive metal band. Like on Facebook, that's where we're where we put you know progressive metals. Yeah. We set ourselves and yeah. If if there's a chance. Uh, you know, sometimes they don't give you the option on whatever you end up signing it for. And that means you guys are all for universal health care. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, uh, progressive in the musical sense, I guess, means modern. Man, or or, or ex- even experimental to, to a degree, you know, like. Yeah, you usually don't think of bands that are putting out like the pop hits when you think of prog. Exactly. You think like it's kind of weirder stuff. With alternative. Yeah, a lot of experimental kind of like stuff. Weird metal band, but even drum kits. metal sounds soft compared to right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cynthia indie drum kits. Yeah. Uh, so this song draws information uh, inspiration from a band called Deaf Heaven, which I guess have been described as post black metal or happy black metal mm. to the planet uh it's 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 a pretty aggressive stance on saving the planet it's more it's there's a lot of feeling of like wanting to have someone to blame for it and just being frustrated with the whole situation angst and frustration is is a lot of i think what a- adam tried to bring out in this song mm-hmm. okay great that's why it's so aggressive in the beginning there's a, a bridge section that that is a lot softer that it, it cuts cuts out to almost entirely mm-hmm. and it feels very defeated and like and then the chorus comes back in real nice and and uh uplifting okay great well we will uh play out on that song and uh thank you so much for joining us i don't know if you want to promote is there like a facebook uh, i mean i guess you can find yeah. anton's anton key um uh, Anton's key. You can find him on Spotify, Google play pretty much anywhere you can find music. Um, and Eric, uh, thank you so much for joining us today on friendly reminder. Thanks again so much. I had a blast.
Mr. Black. 